0: You're listening to All The Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Liberty Hardy, and I'm little in the middle, but I've got much backlist. This is episode 102, and today I'm going to talk about a few great titles related to the week's new releases and more. So hello! I'm realizing now as I'm reading off the episode number that last week was episode 101. I should have done books that teach you things. Oh well. Obviously, I have not learned anything from anything, and I'm just now realizing it, so... I do have some great books to talk about today, but first, before I do that, I want to tell you about today's sponsor. This episode of All the Backlist is sponsored by Quirk Books and We Sold Our Souls by Grady Hendrix. Grady Hendrix is back with his most electrifying novel. In the 1990s, dirt work was poised for breakout success until lead singer Terry Hunt embarked on a solo career skyrocketing to stardom, leaving his bandmates in obscurity. Two decades later, former guitarist Chris Pulaski is tired, broke, and unhappy, After an act of violence, she begins to suspect that Terry sabotaged more than the band. A furious power ballad about never giving up, We Sold Our Souls journeys into the heart of a country that seems to have lost its soul, where only a girl with a guitar can save us all. So that's We Sold Our Souls by Grady Hendrix. It's available now wherever books are sold in the paperback edition, which has the coolest cover. I mean, the hardcover cover was great, but for the paperback, they made it look like an issue of Rolling Stone. With Chris on the cover. It's amazing. Like, amazing. So, I'm super excited about that. You can get that now wherever books are sold. And we thank Quirk Books for sponsoring. So, for today, I was looking over the new releases this week. And I noticed that there were a couple new releases that had the word woods in the title. There was We Went to the Woods and... Uh, what was the other one? Um, I'm forgetting. Oh, The Way Through the Woods. That's it. And I was thinking like, about nature and outside... Mostly because it's like a million degrees out right now, and I haven't been outside. Uh, so I thought I'd talk about a couple of books that have those sort of naturey words in the title, starting with *The Stranger in the Woods* by Michael Finkel. If you haven't read this this nonfiction book, it's probably a great time to read it right now um, because it's there's a lot, a lot of talk about really cold weather, and that seems to help. Like when you're really hot, like reading a book that takes place in a cold place, it's, it seems to help. And set in Maine, so I mean, awesome. But it's the true story of a man named Christopher Knight, who, in the 1980s, drove from Massachusetts to Maine, left his car in the woods, and never came out. Like, lived in the woods for 27 years without talking to anyone. And he did this by stealing from everyone around him. He was called the North Pond Hermit. No one ever actually saw him for, like, 27 years until he was caught. But he was set up near some campsites, and he would break into these cabins... And steal stuff. And after a few years of this, people were like, okay, something's going on. Um, and they started, like, leaving bags of stuff outside the cabins. Being like, you know, if you need something, please take it. Like, please don't break in. And he would still break in. And But they didn't know what was going on. And it was like the boogeyman. I mean, children were scared to stay at their camps. Because they knew somebody had break been breaking in. And after 27 years, they finally caught him. And it's just, it's so fascinating. Um, and, like, he, he lived in the winter, in Maine, like, outside. it's And he made this crazy tent, like, on magazine stacks and tarp and stole, like, fuel to make um, fires, and just, it was, it's just insane. So you should check it out. It's The Stranger in the Woods, and it's by Michael Finkel. I haven't heard them mention that this is a movie. It has to be a movie soon. I, I can't imagine it wouldn't be. Um, my next pick is The Forest of Hands and Teeth by Carrie Ryan. I've probably mentioned this book before. I love this one. This is one of my favorite zombie books. It's a YA novel. Um, It's sort of like in a future where all the people live within this, like, walled village because the zombies, which are called the unconsecrated, pretty much run around the rest of the world. Uh, And there's a young girl named Mary, and she's always lived in these walls, and, you know, she's uh, ruled over by the sisterhood and the guardians, and she doesn't really know anything of the outside, just the stories that she's heard And she falls in love with a boy, and there's two boys in love with her, and she's just kind of tired of being in there. And then there's a breach in the wall, and everybody has to run for their lives, and she's got to make some tough choices, and I just I absolutely loved it. Um, Because love means never having to say sorry for trying to eat your brains. So that's The Forest of Hands and Teeth by Carrie Ryan. And speaking of forests, there's Forest of a Thousand Lanterns by Julie Dow. I know we must have talked about this on the show when it first came out. This is the first in a trilogy. It's an East Asian reimagining of the evil queen from Snow White. Um, It is so, so dark. A couple of times I I had to check and be like, is this a YA novel? It is, and it's so dark, and I wish I had had books like this when I was young. It's great. So there's a young girl named Zifeng, and she is a peasant girl uh, who lives in the village. Uh, Her witchy aunt told her, you know, she's going to be great and have this amazing future, but she thinks, like, her aunt was just being cruel. Um, But she really wants to be the empress, which she doesn't have a chance of being because she's a peasant girl. However, she can work some dark magic. She's got some blood magic going on, and she's going to manipulate a few things to try and get what she wants. So, um, this is the first book, and then the second one was Kingdom of the Rising Phoenix, I think? I may not be saying that right. Kingdom of the Phoenix? that came out, and then the new one is out in November, so... Um, It's really great. So it's Forest of a Thousand Lanterns, and it's by Julie Dow. My next pick, I feel like nobody talks about this book anymore. It was one of Oprah's first picks. It's Cane River by Lolita Tademi. And it's this amazing family saga, which is based on uh, actual people in Tademi's family. Um, It's four generations of women in the South, starting with the great-great-great-great-grandmother, Elizabeth, who is a slave owned by a Creole family. And then it follows her daughter, Suzette, who is um, the first born to freedom in the United States. And then her daughter, Philomene, who achieves great success. And then Philomene's daughter, Emily, who is very spirited and all kinds of stuff is going on with her. I don't really remember all the details, but I remember it's a really great book. I feel like there are just those, those, I can't talk today, I just feel like there are those large novels that everybody read everybody bought, and then all of a sudden, like, no one mentions them anymore. Um, So this is a really great one. If you haven't read it, I would check it out. It's Cane River by Lolita Tademi. And my last pick is actually one that I haven't read. Um, It's some, like, 70 years old now. It's The Sheltering Sky by Paul Bowles. And it's a classic. It's about three American travelers in North Africa after World War II. Um, I've heard amazing things about it. The new edition has an introduction from Tobias Wolfe. Um, it's called A Work of Psychological Terror. Uh, I actually received a copy many years ago from an old boyfriend who himself was a work of psychological terror. Uh, maybe that's why I haven't read it, but I've heard nothing but great things. And also, I know I've mentioned his wife before, Jane Bowles. Uh, Two Serious Women is one of my favorite novels. She was an amazing writer as well. Um, for some reason, for like growing up, I thought this book was the inspiration for Lawrence of Arabia, not realizing that Lawrence of Arabia was the inspiration for Lawrence of Arabia. Um, It must have been like a desert on the cover. I got confused, but um, I'll read it someday. So this is The Sheltering Sky by Paul Bowles. And for dealer's choice today, I want to talk about one of my favorite books because I can talk about it all the time. Um, I recently had a conversation with some people and discovered that as much as I feel like this book was so important to so many people, there are a lot of people who still have not heard of it. And that is The Westing Game. By Ellen Raskin, and I know many of you love this book as much as I do. It came out in 1971. No, I'm reading my notes wrong. Came out in 1979. I can't. I can't read my own writing. Uh, it won the Newbery Award. It was a Horn Book winner. It was a Boston something Globe winner. It won a million awards. And basically, Ellen Raskin invented modern reality television in the 70s because she would had 16 people and she got them into one building and then. These 16 people, like these families who uh, rented these apartments in this new apartment building, um, they she told them she didn't tell. Well, she's the officer, of course she told them. But there's a character that says, um, "Okay, now that you're all here, Samuel Westing, who is a bazillionaire in town, has passed away, and he wants to leave one of you all the money that he that he made, and he has like specific instructions to pair off." People in the building, not necessarily people who live together, but, like, one person from this apartment will pair up with this person from a different apartment, and they have to solve all these puzzles, and whoever solves the puzzles gets all of Samuel Westing's money. So, basically, it's, like, Big Brother, you know, plus puzzle solving. I don't know. I just absolutely love it. And Turtle Wexler is the young girl in this book. I completely stand for Turtle Wexler, I really think a real Wexler tattoo, I think. I think that should happen sometime soon. Um, it's just so much fun, and when I read it when I was little, I was like, yes, I want my life to be like this. I want there to be puzzles, and I want riddles, and I want there to be a, a whole other purpose to everything that's going on because I wasn't a big fan of what was happening then. So I just love this book so much. I just gave it to my niece. She's six, but she's reading. like She's read all the Harry Potter and the, um, the Percy Jackson books, so I was like, Psh, she could read this. Uh, So, it's The Westing Game. It's by Ellen Raskin. And I'm done being enthusiastic for now on the air. I mean, I'm going to turn off the microphone and be enthusiastic about something else. But that is it for me this week, book lovers. Thank you to our sponsor, Quirk Books. And We Sold Our Souls by Grady Hendrix. Available in paperback now. You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash books. And if you're a fan of all the books and you want to give us a treat, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers to find us. And if you want to talk about books or the Westing game or see pictures of my cats, you can catch me on Twitter at Miss Liberty, on Lindsay Under Liberty, and on Instagram at Friends and Comes Alive. I'll be back on Tuesday with Kelly Jensen to tell you about the week's great new releases. So have a great weekend, kittens, and happy reading.